Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio. 1% body, 99% soul. I want to look like you, talk like you know you more. 1% body, 99% soul. Make me more like you. Come on and make me. turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Our narrative today comes from the book of Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 through 26. Here's a brief commentary on what we'll be reading about today. We're going to be reading that this was Sunday of the week that Jesus would be crucified, and the great Passover festival was about to begin. Jews came to Jerusalem from all over the Roman world during this week-long celebration to remember the great exodus from Egypt. And today, people literally come from all over the world into Israel for this great celebration. Now, back then, many in the crowds had heard of or seen Jesus and were hoping he would come to the temple. Well, Jesus did come, not as a warring king on a horse or in a chariot, but as a gentle and peaceable king on a donkey's colt. Just as it was predicted way back 
in Zechariah chapter 9. See, Jesus knew that those who would hear him teach at the temple would return to their homes throughout the world and announce the coming of the Messiah. The people exclaimed, Praise God, because of all the prophecies that were being fulfilled in front of their very eyes. All the prophecies that were spoken by the prophets so often uh, with such great detail, which could only be applied to Jesus. Now, the crowd correctly saw Jesus as the fulfillment of these prophecies, but they did not understand where Jesus' kingship would lead him. This same crowd, by the way, cried out, Crucify him, when Jesus stood on trial only a few days later. Now, like those who witnessed Jesus' victory parade into Jerusalem, we have expectations for what we think God should do to make life better, safer, and more enjoyable for us. Like excited spectators, we can't wait to see suffering stopped, injustice corrected, and prosperity begun. Like the people on the road to Jerusalem that day, watching Jesus, we have much to learn about Jesus' death and resurrection. We must not let our personal desires catch us up in the celebration and shouting lest we miss the meaning of true discipleship. In our excitement and celebration, we have to remember that following Christ involves hardships. It may even include suffering and death. But hey, heaven awaits. This life here is only a preview, an incubator for eternity. All right, enough commentary for today. Let's begin reading now here in the New Testament. March 3rd, the New Testament. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 26. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem... They came to the towns of Bethvaji and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, Some bystanders demanded, What are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off, so he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves, because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The Scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. 
When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 11. You know, the fear of mountains or cities suddenly crumbling into the sea as a result of an earthquake or a nuclear blast haunts many people today. But the psalm writer says that even if the world were to end, we need not fear in the face of utter destruction. The psalm writer here expressed a quiet confidence in God's ability to save him. Now, it seems impossible to consider the end of the world without becoming consumed by fear. But the Bible is clear. God is our refuge, even in the midst of total destruction. He's not merely a temporary retreat. He is, in fact, our eternal refuge and can provide strength in any circumstance. Many great cities have rivers flowing through them. We'll read about one of those today. Sustaining people's lives, these rivers, by making agriculture possible and facilitating trade with other cities. Jerusalem had no river. But it had God, who, like a river, sustained the people's lives. As long as God lived among the people, the city was invincible. But when the people abandoned Him, God no longer protected them, and Jerusalem fell to the Babylonian army. Psalm 46, verses 1-11 through 11. For the choir director, a song of the descendants of Korah, to be sung by soprano voices, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Interlude A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos, and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders, and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Interlude Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how He brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Interlude Proverbs chapter 10, verse 23 Doing wrong is fun for a fool. 
but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. new clothes from Colossians 3 do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self do you feel as if your family might win the award for most dysfunctional dinner gathering every family has a story of a mealtime spoiled by a relational meltdown 
featuring lost tempers and stony silences. Welcome to the challenge of sinful people trying to be family to one another. It's difficult for us broken individuals to live in community. Our old, selfish, sinful nature gets in the way of healthy relationships, leaving them characterized by selfishness, lies, anger, and resentment. Yet Paul encourages us to set our hearts on things above. He calls us to remove the habits of our old nature that weigh us down and hurt others. God has a better plan for our lives. We don't need to meet all the expectations and rules of others, but we do need to show love. We need to let Christ remake and refine us day by day. It is both His gift and command to leave that broken, sinful nature in our past and increasingly reflect His giving, loving acceptance to the broken people in our lives. Only when we show more of Christ's love and less of ourselves will we be able to work toward healing in our relationships. The new self gets renewed daily with knowledge of the Creator. Are you spending time getting to know your Creator day by day? This is a song, a love song, about something I love very much. Chick-fil-A I could eat there seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A Suddenly I need waffle fries in front of me With some nuggets and a large sweet tea Oh, Chick-fil-A You set me free Kids get in the van So we can go there today But there Stores are closed, oh I know, cause it's Sunday. That ever happened to you? Like Chick-fil-A! What a dirty, rotten trick to play. Now I have to settle for Subway. Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A. True it, you help me through every dark and lonely day. I don't know what Dan Cathy does, but they pay him anyway. That's right. Y'all already got the check. Just loosen up. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Chick-fil-A. I didn't write this song so I'd get paid. But can I have my own franchise one day? I have four kids. Hey, Chick-fil-A. I got a million hits for Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Thank you very much. Let's 
so I tried to fake till they hit the chaos and dragged me around the lake. My arms are broken and my legs are too. This is not a blast. I fear nobody cares. My
This concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.